Welcome back to Big Lezzers League in all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's go through this Slinger Sunday. And, you know, Slinger Sundays, they've had a bit of an upgrade over the past few weeks. There have been some good Slinger Sundays over the past few weeks. And I think this is one of them as well. You've got the Warriors and the Roosters. And then you've got a dog fight in the Bulldogs and the Dragons. I'm super keen for that one. Uh, but the first one is the Warriors v. the Roosters, of course. And this one is set to be an absolute cracker. Uh, some late outs for this one. We've obviously got Tane Tuya Picky out of this team. Dallin Watani Zalesniak. Uh, he goes to fullback in this one with uh, Marcelo Montoya moving out onto the wing. Uh, Adam Pompey moves to left center. And then Viliami Vaila moves into right center alongside Edward Cozzi there on the wing. Uh, some other outs to this side. Obviously, Torhu Harris has been ruled out of this one. So we've got a guy on the bench making his debut. Kalani Going, I believe that's how you pronounce it. He's a back rower and he'll be making his NRL debut in this game via the interchange for the Warriors. For the Sydney Roosters, Jared Maria Hargreaves is out of this one. Um, so we've obviously got Matt Lodge coming into the starting team for the Roosters. Fletcher Baker comes onto the bench for the Sydney Roosters as well via the interchange. So let's have a look at these lineups for the Warriors. We have Dallin Watani Zalesniak at fullback, Marcelo Montoya and Edward Cozzi on the wings. We've got Adam Pompey and Viliami Vaila in the centers. We've got Dylan Walker and Sean Johnson in the halves. Adam Fanua Blake and Bunty Afoa in the front row with Wade Egan at nine. We've got Jackson Ford and Maradini Kure in the back row with Josh Curran at 13. Freddie Lussick, Bally Sirinan, uh, Tom Alley and Kalani going on the bench there for the Warriors. Uh, for the Roosters, we have James Tedesco at fullback, Corey Allen and Jackson Bolo on the wings there. Obviously, Daniel Tupo will be out for a few weeks with a hamstring injury. Uh, Joseph Suwali and Paul Momorowski in the centres. We have Manu and Luke Keary in the halves. Lindsay Collins and Matt Lodge in the front row. Brandon Smith at nine. Egan Butcher and that Butcher in the back row. Back is that back row pairing. Wow, I said it back. Went way too many times uh, during that sentence. Victor Radley is at 13. Drew Hutchison, Angus Crichton, Satili Tupanua, Fletcher Baker on the bench. And I actually like Angus Crichton coming off the bench as well because, you know, you can play him in the middle. You can play him in the lock forward role. You can play him in the back row. You can play him pretty much anywhere as well. So, it's good to have him off the bench just because of that unpredictability. Um, I don't know if he's going to come on onto the edge or into the front row. Realistically, if he's coming off the bench, I imagine he'll be playing in the middle. Stilly Tupanua sort of played a middle role last week as well, so looked for him to start uh, to come in, sorry, in the middle as well. Uh, Fletcher Baker obviously going to be playing in the middle, but we'll have to wait and see. Drew Hutchison as well, keen to see where he comes into this game uh, for the Roosters, maybe a dummy half, maybe as a roaming lock. Um, Victor Radley even played a few minutes at dummy half, if I'm not mistaken, last week uh, towards the back end, back end of the game. So Sorry for the Sydney Roosters. Can't speak today. Uh, but for the back end of the game for the Roosters last week, I think Victor Radley slotted into nine a little bit during that game. But anyway, going into this one, you know, it is Warriors home. Warriors, you know, are... Uh, 
notorious for winning games in New Zealand. Dylan Walker passed his charge too. Obviously, you're sitting there thinking, isn't Dylan Walker supposed to be suspended? No, he passed his charge at the judiciary, so he's allowed to play uh, this weekend against the Sydney Roosters, which is a big in, considering all the outs for the Warriors as well. Chance to go clock start. Um, a few of the forwards, Jester Vega, Torhu Harris as well. They've got a few outs in this team. To have Dylan Walker back in this side is great. Um, and you look, they've got a bunch of other guys that can fill roles as well. Dylan Martinez, Lesniak at fullback. I'm super keen to see how he goes there. Um, you know, Marcelo Montoya pushed out onto the wing. He loves scoring tries there on the wing. Josh Curran at 13 is something I'm super keen to see as well. Uh, you know, last time that he was at 13 for the Warriors, he was in some of the career best form that we've seen him in as well. So keen to see how he goes in the 13 jersey. Look, I mean, where this game's going to be one for each side, the Warriors, uh, it's going to be their kicking game. Sean Johnson, Dylan Walker, you know, kicking early in the tackle count and pressuring uh, Corey Allen and Jackson Bolo out there on the wings uh, and also pressuring James Tedesco, tiring out James Tedesco as well to kicking early in the tackle count. Adam Fanua Blake ripping and tearing like he normally does as well. Him and Bonte Afoa have to set the tone through the middle uh, to start the game as well. It's going to have to be a big first half from them and a big second half, a big 80 minutes from them as well. Well, uh, Adam Fanua, Blake, and Bunty Afoa. Uh, Jackson Ford on the edge. I love him. You know, over the past few weeks, he's been sensational for the Warriors. Not only in attack, but in defense as well. He's really aimed up, and he's been really good for the Warriors over the past few weeks. Um, and Maradonia Corre has been an awesome buy for them as well in the back row. They've still got a team, um, you know, that can win games. They've got a really solid um, team as well, which is really impressive for the Warriors there. And could be quite advantageous for them as well going into the dire moments of this game. Look, as for the Roosters, you know, sticking to fundamentals, kicking as well. Luke Keery's kicking game is going to be very, very crucial in this one. Joseph Manu is running game, getting deep into the line, uh, giving some beautiful short balls. You know, doing what Manu does best uh, is the thing that Manu needs to do in this game if they are Roosters want to win it. Uh, same thing for the forwards, just setting the tone through the middle, you know, against big dogs like Adna Fanua Blake, who just loves love to set the tone through the middle and uh, he's a really strong and hard to handle sort of forward as well. Quite small. He's not the tallest forward you've ever seen, but stocky and really, really strong and, you know, hard to handle as well in the middle there. You know, Lindsay Collins and Matt Lodge need to aim up in defense, but also set the tone in attack through the middle for the Roosters which the Roosters are very good at doing as well. Brandon Smith at a dummy half is going to be a big factor in this game as well for me. He needs to take the ball out of dummy half a few times in this game and run laps around these forwards, tire them out. Um, I think that's going to be crucial in this one. Egan and Nat Butcher, their defense. Egan Butcher's come into games really solid over the past few weeks. He's had a really good past few weeks as well, Egan Butcher. Nat Butcher coming back into this team as well is going to have to sort of staple himself in this side as well. Obviously, there's been discussions as they have how this Roosters side full strength is going to be shaped. Uh, you know, he's really got to prove that he deserves to be in there for me and starting in the back row today uh, is going to be a perfect opportunity to do that. And yeah, just how Angus Crichton, Tilly Tupanua, how those guys are used off the bench is going to be crucial for the Roosters as well. 
In terms of who wins this one, I've got the Roosters just. They are the favourites. I've got the Roosters just. Do not doubt the Warriors, though. The Warriors can definitely come in and win this one. They nearly beat the uh, the Melbourne Storm, sorry, uh, only a week ago. Very, very close to beating Melbourne. And, you know, to be honest, they did deserve to win that game, if I'm quite honest there. So, you know, they're going to be coming into this one with a lot of confidence going up against the Roosters at home as well. Uh, it's going to be a really, really solid game, and I'm super keen to see how the Warriors go. So don't discount the Warriors. And I think they're great value at $3 to win this game. I'm really, really liking that value there. But I'm going to go the Roosters. I think they've just got enough to get the win here. And I think it's going to be a very, very big week for Joseph Manu. I also think that as soon as he came into the sixth role, their attackers looked so much better. They're really playing a Roosters style of football as well. A very fast paced game. While that is good for the Roosters and while they looked very good playing that style of play last week, it could also be their downfall as well. You know, playing too fast, generating errors. You know, they were, People say that it was Sam Walker's fault as to why they were generating so much errors. And yeah, look, to be honest, he was a part of that, throwing cutout passes that didn't need to be thrown, kicking uh, balls that didn't need to be kicked, you know, making uh, high percentage plays that weren't on and costing the team uh, in dire moments of the game as well. But the Roosters mainly generate most of their efforts, uh, errors sorry, off, you know, really fast play and sometimes, you know, outpacing themselves and attack a little bit and, uh, you know, forcing knock-ons. And, um, you know, a perfect example of that was the other week, I think when Luke Keary was going down the short side, he popped the ball to, I think it might have been Nat Butcher and it hit him right on the chest because they were going so fast uh, and they only just decided to go down that left-hand side that uh, Luke Keary was on and he popped the ball out to Nat Butcher and it hit him in the chest and there was a knock-on. But, you know, playing too fast for themselves is going to be a big thing, you know, um, staying at the same pace as the Warriors, maybe a bit faster, uh, but also, you know, keeping at a pace that they can control as well is going to be a big thing. And uh, Manu is going to be a big part of that for me as well with his running game. Uh, so the Roosters, for me, take the cake here. In terms of any time try scorers, I've got Joseph Manu. I think he scores in this one. I think he's going to have a big game. I also think Dallin Watani Zalesniak at fullback uh, will get a try uh, against the Sydney Roosters as well. I love the value there. Dallin Watani Zalesniak at fullback uh, and Joseph Manu there at six. Love that. Uh, for the anytime try scoring markets, I think that's a pretty decent value bet there for you guys. Uh, always remember to gamble responsibly as well using sports bet. Uh, the next game is the Dragons v the Bulldogs, the last game of the round, and I'm super, super excited for this one. Um, you know, the Dragons are looking okay. The Bulldogs are having a tough few weeks. I think it's going to be a real, real grind this game, a real grind. You know, a new halves pairing as well. Matt Burton is at seven still uh, with Josh Reynolds at six. The only thing I'm worried about here with Burton at seven is just the pressure that he puts on himself. You know, when he was at six, he was playing a more free-flowing style of play. He was confident in everything that he was doing. I just felt that last week he was a little bit more conservative. I feel like the number on his back sort of got into his head a little bit. He's just thinking, fuck, I'm the seven. I've got to make everything happen for this team. And uh, yeah, he had a pretty average game, but, you know, he was kicking to get this side out of trouble constantly, um, and there was a lot of pressure on him to perform as well, which I just don't think suits Matt Burton's game. Uh, you know, when he was at six, as I said, playing that more free-flowing style of game, he's just got to get that confidence back. Matt Burton, I think for me, uh, if the 
Bulldogs do want to win this game. That's going to be a big thing for him, getting that confidence back in himself and his ability because uh, he does have ability. Um, you know, some of the young guys performing as well, Declan Casey there out on the wing with Jake Avarillo. I'm going to see how that left edge operates. I think the more dangerous edge is this right edge with Braden Burns and Paul Alamotti running up against Moses Suli and Matthew Fagai. It's going to be very interesting to see how this side goes. I'm loving Paul Alamotti as a bit of a value bet for any time try scorer in this game as well. He's definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, but let's go through these lineups for the Dragons. Uh, we have Tyrell Sloan at fullback, Matt Fagai uh, and Max Fagai on the wings. Uh, they're both the Fagai brothers there on the wings. Moses Suli, Zach Lomax in the centers. Talatawa Moan and Ben Hunt in the in the halves, sorry. Uh, Michael Molo and Blake Laurie in the front row with Moses Mbai at nine. Ben Murdoch, Masilla, and Jack Bird in the back row. Jack DeBellin at 13. And then we've got Jacob Little, Jaden Hunt, Toby Couchman, uh, and Josh Kerr on the bench. Josh Kerr also just signing with the Dolphins for next year as well. Very interesting signing. It's a very Wayne Bennett signing too, signing a much older guy in Josh Kerr. But, you know, I love the signing too, and I think he's going to bring a bit of starch to that forward pack. You know, he's actually not that old. I think he'd be 25, 26. Could be wrong. I'll have to look that up in a second. I might look it up at the end of this podcast. Uh, but as for the Bulldogs, we've got Hayes Perham at fullback, Declan Casey, Braden Burns on the wings, Jake Averillo, Paul Alamotti in the centers, Josh Reynolds and Matt Burton in the halves. Tevita Pangai Jr. and Harrison Edwards in the front row. Harrison Edwards in there and the number 25 jersey coming in late into this team. Reid Marnie at nine, Corey Waddell and Jacob Preston in the back row with Raymond Fartala Mariner at 13. Curtis Moran, Jaden Ockenbohr, Samuel Hughes, and then we've got Carl Oluwa Wapu making his NRL debut. I am super, super keen to see how this guy goes. I think he's going to be, you know, he has a similar hype to Isaiah Katoa, maybe Isaiah Katoa a little bit to a lot more, but, you know, I think he's, you know, to be honest, I actually think he's the unhyped um, version of Isaiah Katoa. I think that not many people understand the potential that this guy actually has coming into this team. A very, very high performer in reserve grade, uh, and he's very, very, very talented as well, sorry, um, coming into this game. I think that he is going to be a massive impact coming off the bench, whether he plays in a roaming sort of role, whether he comes on in the halves for Josh Reynolds, or whether he goes on to fullback there for Hayes Perham as well. You know, whether, wherever he comes into this side, he's going to be very very, very dangerous, and he's going to be someone that people definitely need to watch here in the number 20 jersey, Carl Oluwapu. Now, people are probably sitting here thinking, why actually is Kyle Flanagan out of this side? Other than form, it wasn't really form that got him out of this side because he was playing okay. He's one of those halfbacks that just goes out there and does his job. He's not really the flushy halfback that people think he is or, you know, expect from halves coming into the competition these days. Everyone, you know, expects halves to be these flashy, you know, Nathan Cleary-esque type halves that just do something out of nothing and, you know, just the flashy, talented halves. Kyle Flanagan was more of the conservative old school get to your kick sort of half uh, and not many people realised that and it was sort of being forced at the Bulldogs to be that sort of player as well um, he is going to manly um, I'm hearing, he's going to manly to link up with his dad Shane Flanagan he's getting an early release from the Bulldogs uh, his contract would have ended at the end of this year anyway so it's not uh, he probably would have left anyway to be honest at the end of the year uh, but I'm hearing that by either next week or the week after he could be a manly set Eagle. Um, where do I think he's going to fit into that side? You know, probably most likely going to take that six role uh, to partner up with Daly Cherry Evans. We've seen Billy Walters come into the 
uh, Broncos side and play nine. Nathan Cleary in the early days coming in to play seven. I think it's going to be that father-son sort of thing where he comes into the starting side pretty much straight away. Uh, could be totally wrong. Could maybe start on the bench, but I don't think he's a bench player, Kyle Flanagan. I think he's probably going to start in the halves. Probably going to start at six. Uh, do I think he suits mainly style of play? Not really. Not really at all. But look, I'm very keen to see how it goes. I could totally be wrong. I could totally be wrong about Kyle Flanagan. He could definitely suit their style of play. But, you know, looking at his game over the past few years, it doesn't really um, uh, stick out to me that he would be a great manly player. Um, But look, you know, linking up with his dad, could even go there just to play reserve grade for the rest of the year, to be honest. We don't know. Um, If he's taking Cooper Johnson's spot, I think that's pretty hectic. You know, I think that Cooper Johns has had a fair bit of criticism behind him over the past few weeks. And, you know, obviously he hasn't been picked in the team because of Josh Schuster coming into the side. Uh, but Josh Schuster, I feel like he's too injury prone at the moment. You know, Cooper Johns plays pretty decent footy alongside Daly Cherry Evans. I'm just sort of waiting for them to click. I think they're just waiting to click. And once they click, they're going to be really, really good. So people, I think it's just sort of the waiting game here for this for this halves pairing in Cooper Johns and Deli Cherry Evans, but I think it could be really something over the next year or so. I think people just got to wait for it to click, particularly Manly. I think you just got to wait for it to click. You know, if Kyle Flanagan comes in and plays that starting role for Manly as well, it's just going to be, um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know what happens with Cooper Johns then. If Kyle Flanagan comes in to play the six, what happens to Cooper Johns? I do not know. It Does he play 14? Probably not because KO Weeks is there. Depends how long Tom Trevojevic is out for. Probably going to come back next week anyway. But yeah, look, it's going to be very interesting to see how the dynamic of that side works with Kyle Flanagan in the squad. But anyway, we'll talk about this game now. Uh, Where will this game be won? The Dragons v. the Bulldogs. Where will this game be won? Uh, Ben Hunt, you know, he's obviously going to have a big week combining with Tyrell Sloan. If Tyrell Sloan plays anything like he did last week, uh, it's going to be a real danger for the Bulldogs and their defense as well. Um, He's he's been fantastic. He was fantastic last week uh, and really creative as well. And and just his speed and X-Factor combined, you know, it is really, really hard to defend and almost unstoppable there. So Tyrell Sloan, if he plays anything like he did last week, it's going to be super dangerous for the Bulldogs. Um, and Ben Hunt as well, you know, helping him out there, giving him some quality ball um, and really linking up with Tyrell Sloan there. is going to be massive. And Telltale Moan as well, you know, getting back to his really solid style of play as well that we saw from him last year. Uh, that's going to be a big factor in this one. Uh, it's going to be a super tough game, particularly in the forwards. Michael Molo, Blake Laurie got to stand up in this one. Blake Laurie, you know, we've seen some great form from him, obviously, in the opening weeks of the competition and, you know, the back end of last year as well. Kind of want to see him get back to that form. Really want to see him get back to that form, Blake Laurie, and have a massive game in this one up against Tavita Pangai Jr. I also think a massive strike weapon for the Dragons, and he was fantastic last week and super underrated, was Jack Bird there on the edge. I think he's super dangerous. If he gets a fend, if he gets a tackle bust, and he gets through the line, he is super dangerous to defend, and especially when he's got, you know, Moses Suli on his side. Or I think it was Zach Lomax, actually, that played on the left last week. So he's got Zach Lomax and Max Fagai there on his his left side, I mean, that is going to 
be really, really hard to defend on the right. Sorry, uh, on the right. I should get that right. Um, ben Murdoch Masilla as well is going to be super dangerous in this one. He was great last week for me. A few tackle busts, uh, a great fend on him, really good offload. Um, keen to see how that take place in this game again as well. Uh, I think the Bulldogs, they definitely have the hooking advantage for me. Reid Mine is going to be a big part of this game. Uh, you know, wasn't really on song, particularly over the past two weeks with those 40-20s at a dummy half. That's really going to have to be a big factor in this game for them. Kicking those 40-20s at a dummy half, Reid Marnie um, is going to be a big part of this game. Um, Jake, Jacob Preston on the edge has been fantastic. He's going to be a big factor in this one as well. But Tevita Pangai Jr. in the front row setting the tone as he's done over the past two weeks is going to be massive in that forward pack. As I said, it's going to be a super tough game. So starting the game well is going to be massive for the Bulldogs. And, you know, Matt Burton getting that confidence back as well is going to be massive for them. Um, yeah, so Matt Burton getting his confidence back in the number seven jersey. Uh, his kicking game as well. Those bombs are going to be deadly, especially for a guy like Tyrell Sloan. You want to sort of t- knock him off his hilda there. You've got to get some beautiful bombs going his way uh, to sort of get his confidence down a little bit to get this Bulldog side on the front foot. Paul Alamotti as well and Braden Burns on that left-hand side is going to be very, very, very dangerous. Now in terms of who wins this game for me, you've got to pick one Smokey in the week. You've got to pick one Smokey. They aren't the favourites in this game. They are the Bulldogs. I think the Bulldogs get the job done here. I think Matt Burton gets his confidence back. I think that Hayes Perham has another blinder. I think that Reid Marnie's going to save them with his kicking game. The 40-20s at a dummy half. Matt Burton, his kicking game is going to be really evident in this one. I think that Carl Oluwapu is going to be great off the bench. I just think that it's going to be one of those games for the Bulldogs. They have to have one of those games. Vita Pangai Jr. in the front row as well. Ripon and Taron. I've got the Bulldogs head-to-head and I've got Matt Burton scoring any time. I think that Matt Burton has to get over in this game and make a statement in this game that he is the guy for the Bulldogs and get his confidence back, score a try, Matt Burton to score. And then I've also got Max Fagai for the uh, Dragons to score in this game as well. Not Matt, I've got Max. Max Fagai to score in this game for the Dragons. Max Fagai, Matt Burton, and then I've got the Bulldogs head-to-head. I think they have to get a win in this game. It's going to be a statement win. It's going to be a big win, uh, but I'm taking them head-to-head because it could be a very close game as I could see see it being one